knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa, Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'd like to be able to... Anyway. I'm... My mind's going blank now. What's happening? What, what, I can't remember. Lose track. My mind's going blank now. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Where the hell are My mind's going blank now. I can't remember. I don't know what the hell it's talking about. What am I doing here? My mind's going blank now. Where am I heading? I keep forgetting I'm the president. Where am I? No idea. I don't think as the idea. I want to thank and recognize Dr. John John King King of Song. Oh, this is such a hit on the dance floor. Regardless of your politics, it's like number eight in the dance chart. People they become like whirling dervishes, Democrats, liberals, progressives, MAGA folks, apolitical. It's just so so symptomatic of what we're getting from um, the out-of-touch, out-of-control president of the United States, Joe Biden. By the way, uh, Lou, we might recommend that if he wants to uh, reconnect with his mental faculties, that he goes to the seance that will be taking place when Greg Kelly is on the air. 128 this afternoon, Halloween, in honor of Harry Houdini. That's right, and it's in Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's where the Harry Houdini Museum is. They have the seance. They try to channel Harry Houdini. Wouldn't that be great if Scranton Joe were to show up? Well, Scranton Joe is trying to show up on the campaign trail, and it's not working for Democrats. And neither is uh, (laughs) Giggles Harris, the vice president. So if you notice, uh, Lou, they've reached for the smooth operator. Remember that tune? 1984, Sade, smooth operator. That epitomizes Barack Obama. Oh, if I could only have some Sade right now. Smooth operator. There he is. Uh, Barack Obama making the rounds, packing them in. He was in Michigan. He was in Wisconsin. He's coming to help Kathy Crimewave Holcomb. But let's face it. Whether you like Barack Obama or you don't like Barack Obama, compared to the Democrats who are out there trying to save their party during the midterm elections, man, he is like so smooth. The crowds, they get all excited like he is the black Mashiach come back. That's going to somehow, by his mere presence, sweep the Democrats back into power and the House of Representatives uh, during these midterm elections, not. Or hold on to the Senate for the schmuck, make that to puck, Chuck E. Cheese Suma, who in his only debate with Joe Pinion, again, you got to go out and vote for Joe Pinion, Republican conservative candidate for senator in the New York State, who was claiming, uh, Lou, that he's had many death threats ever since the Pelosi, uh, you know, hostage-taking uh, situation. <laughs> In the Palazzo there in San Francisco. Oh, but what a smooth operator Barack Obama is. I look, I never liked Barack Obama, but I would much rather listen to him than uh, crazy Uncle Joe Biden and Giggles Harris and the schmuck to putz Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, who actually has an ad out in Yiddish, believe it or not. 
So again, uh, Chuck was trying to make it appear as if he was a victim of the aftermath of the Pelosi home invasion uh, that we're going to get into momentarily, but enough, enough of uh, Sade in 1984. Let's talk about the here and now of what's gone on in San Francisco with the home invasion, at least that's what they're calling it, of the Palazzo on the hill of Nancy and her husband's uh, huge mansion. By the way, you just saw, heard Bill O'Reilly basically knock down any of the theories. I've seen that from some of our hosts and hostesses here at WABC. Nonsense. Free speech must prevail. That's what America is about. And let's face it. There are so many inconsistencies in this limited investigation of what transpired between Mr. Pelosi at 82 and this guy DePepe and everything leading up to it. And I don't want to hear this nonsense from our own team here at WABC. You know why, Lou? And you could tell this to sit in the morning. Over the weekend, the other side of midnight, we had the highest ratings overnight of any time in the 100-year history here at WABC, going back to when our origin took place in Newark as WJZ. And I'll tell you why. Because people were listening from all over the world. It was the only place that you were permitted to have free speech. You were permitted to have your say. And I was in a unique situation because, as many people know, Lou, I'm not a Trumper. I'm not a MAGA person. And I spent a lot of time in San Francisco and Berkeley with the Guardian Angels, so I know the freaky-deaky nature of the burned-out hippies. And this guy, DePepe, who came down out of British Columbia 20 years ago as a photographer and hooked up with a hippie commune of nudists in the Castro section of San Francisco, who then moved lock, stock, and barrel over to Berkeley, and he was living outside in a bus. Now, you know why, Lou, he was living outside in a bus? Because the queen bee who had married three, I didn't know she was into polygamy. We're going to hear from her momentarily, had exiled him into the bus because he objected to having to share her with two other guys in the hippie, uh, freaky-deaky colony. So they were always mad. He's Trump. It's a schoolboy who's living with burnt-out hippies who were nudists, who would get married in City Hall in San Francisco and at times... Willie Brown, who was the mayor back then, I mean, you talk about a smooth operator. He had suits that were even more expensive than Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan here in New York City. He would officiate at these nudist weddings. So let's put that on the side. Let's listen to uh, Joe Biden, who says he wants to represent all the people, immediately jump on this Pelosi situation, and once again cast fire and brimstone and Republicans and MAGA members, uh, as he did remember in Philadelphia not long ago, outside uh, on the steps uh, of the city of liberty and freedom, Philadelphia itself. The chant was, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? This is despicable. There's no place in America. There's too much violence. Violence. Too much hatred, too much vitriol. What makes us think that it's not going to corrode the political climate? Enough is enough is enough. Every person of good conscience needs to clearly and unambiguously stand up against the violence in our policy. What your politics are. 
And he went on and on, and he had absolutely no documentary evidence of what had transpired in that mansion. By the way, don't you find it odd, Lou, that we are almost four days after. There's been one press conference by the police. It lasted all of two and a half minutes. We haven't heard from them since, except they've conflicted with what has been said. For example, and I'm surprised, again, that Sid, uh, who is best friends of Chuck Todd of Meet the Press, did not have on this cut. Because Chuck Todd and Meet the Press uh, made three calls to the San Francisco Police Commissioner to verify what the commissioner had said on Friday, that there were three, count them, three people in the mansion, and he reiterated that yesterday on his national broadcast. And there seems to be a hint that there was a third person in the house. You've got some new details on that as well, Tom. What can you tell us? Well, that's correct, Chuck. So the police chief came out and did a press conference later on Friday when when most people had uh, uh, already started to go to bed on the East Coast. And and in that press conference, uh, he stated that there was a third person inside the house that opened the door for police when they were called to that house. And that's when they saw the struggle over the hammer between uh, DePepe and Pelosi. And then DePepe, according to police, uh, struck Pelosi in the head. And, you know, Lou, as soon as that aired nationally... All of a sudden, the police commissioner didn't hold a press conference to correct it. He issued a memorandum that said, no, no, no. There were, from three, they went down to two. Abracadabra! From three, they went down to two. Even though the police commissioner had said there were three in that house. Then, they went out, and again, they issued another memorandum without having a press conference, in which they claimed that this guy, DePepe, had no idea who Mr. Pelosi was, and Mr. Pelosi had no idea who DePepe was, even though their own dispatcher of 911 in San Francisco had this to say on late Friday. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. He's a friend. This is the dispatcher on Friday, right? Can I hear that again? Let, let, let's uh, take the... Um, Take the uh, paper clips, put them in your ear, clean the wax out, and listen to what the dispatcher had to say about this. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. His name is David and he is a friend. And you see, the San Francisco Police Department is saying, oh, uh, Mr. Pelosi at 82 uh, was like uh, using technology. You know, he was using terms to fool DePepe. Do any of you buy any of that? And why do we have some host here who are trying to shut down any discussion of this? You know, like all of a sudden we're not entitled to free speech. Sorry, I did it all weekend long, and I permitted the people, people on both sides of the issue to weigh in. That's what free speech is about. That's what WABC is about, the number one news talk station in the nation. And how come nobody is playing the jailhouse interview of the crazy lady who was 11 years the senior of the Pepe when he came down from British Columbia and Canada. He hooked up with the uh, head of the hippie nudist colony in Berkeley. He married her. They had three kids together. You know where she is now, Lou? She's doing time in the California State Correctional Facility for Women She was charged with 20 counts. One of them was kidnapping, attempting to kidnap a 14-year-old boy outside of Berkeley High School. But here she is exclusively on the Curtis Lewis Show talking about how 
the introduction uh, took place. Uh, hello, this is Gypsy Taub. I am uh, the ex-wife partner of uh, David Gutap uh, and the mother of his children. A call from Exxon Taub, better known as Gypsy, a nudist activist. Imagine you have on your resume, well, what have you done your whole life? I'm a nudist activist. <laughs> and then she went on to explain that her husband, it's her third husband, I don't know if she believes in polygamy or just lost count, that this guy De Pepe is just seriously mentally ill. Taub now revealing a longtime relationship with David DePoppy, the man accused of viciously attacking Speaker Pelosi's husband inside their San Francisco home. He is mentally ill. He's been mentally ill for a long time. A long time he's been mentally ill. And then this is the uh, Grand Slam. When she talks about not only his mental illness, but his political proclivities. Together, they raised their two sons and her daughter until about seven years ago. Describing a time DePoppy returned home after disappearing for a year. He came back in a really bad shape. He thought he was Jesus. He was constantly paranoid and thinking that people are after him. Did he have any sort of aggression towards politicians were his political beliefs extreme in your opinion when i met him he didn't really have uh he was only 20 years old he didn't have any experience in politics he was very much in alignment with my beliefs uh we i have i've always been very progressive and actually i absolutely admire nancy pelosi yes they are liberal progressives when you go to the commune in berkeley there are posters for Black Lives Matter. There are gay liberation flags. There are other progressive slogans that festoon the house and the bus that the Pepe was exiled to because he was jealous of her other two husbands. And by the way, have we seen any video, Phil? Wake up, Phil. Have we seen any video, you know, from the body cams of the three cops who showed up in the mansion at 2.30 in the morning on Friday? No. Have we seen any video from any of the cameras that were positioned inside of the mansion, outside the mansion, or on the streets of that exclusive, rich, well-protected uh, neighborhood by private security? No. And have we seen any photos or video of Nancy Pelosi? We were told she was in Washington. We haven't we haven't heard or nor seen hide nor hair of her since. And we are not going to lock down and not discuss what transpired in that mansion over my dead body. My rest of the co-hosts here at WABGO uh, with free speech. Let's have more discussion on this and not just take the party line, guys and gals. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. No, I got a report to you from the Upper West Side early this morning. As I was making my rounds, uh, Lou, as you know, uh, a lot of folks there would rather that I not live in that area. 
Somebody put up a great sign in advance of the trick-or-treating today. If you want candy, get a job and find Jesus. They'll probably burn down that guy's house. <laughs> he, he goes, attention, satanic socialists. Whoa, free speech. You know how you combat hate speech? More free speech. You don't clamp down on speech. That is the theme of my 45-minute dissertation today of ripping, reading, commentary. I am offended at everybody out there who all of a sudden wants to clamp down. You realize that Neil Young here used to hang out with Charlie Manson and the Colts? Yeah, as did the Beach Boys, as did a lot of liberals and progressives on Sunset Boulevard when they had a house there. You know, the number one guest was, Phil, you have no idea you weren't even birthed. Charlie Manson. And then he went on to try to start a race war between blacks and whites with the murder of Sharon Tate, right? Oh, how quickly people forget. How quickly people forget. But we don't forget. And by the way, we don't lose our focus either. With all the attention on the midterms, rightfully so. And the ongoing war in the Ukraine, rightfully so. What people are not paying attention to is the lockdown and the lack of freedom freedom with the elevation of Emperor for Life, Chinese leader Xi, who had his protege, remember, hauled off uh, right at the Communist Party annual gathering. That tells you something right there. But forget Xi. You know, he's into lockdowns. He's into preventing free speech, free movement. Remember Wuhan? Remember Wuhan in uh, 2019? Remember how it was the epicenter of the lockdown? We know it came out of the biological lab and not a uh, out of uh, some animals that were being sold in a wet market in Wuhan. Wuhan is back into a lockdown almost three years after the first COVID case. A million people in quarantine, and it's spiking there. And Chinese leader Xi, Emperor for Life, He has no handle on this. Remember, the uh, coronavirus at that time killed more than 6.5 million people around the world, infected 635 million, and payback is, uh, what do they call that? Payback is a bitch? Well, guess what? The place that it started all now has a million people in total lockdown. And in red China, that means no movement. You can't leave your house. You, you can barely use the bathroom without permission from Emperor for Life G. In addition, you know, we saw that President Joe Biden was accompanied by crime wave Kathy Holcomb with the opening of a new chip factory in Syracuse on Friday. Remember, Lou, he thought that the uh, chip factory was for Frito-Lays and Lay's potato chips. He had no idea that it was, uh, you know, obviously for computers. But it matters not. They were describing that as the largest chip manufacturing center in the Northeast sector. Let me tell you about the largest iPhone factory in the world is now in total lockdown. Lou, it is in Red China. You know how many people are locked into this factory? They're not permitted to go out. 200,000 workers. Can you imagine 200,000 workers per shift at this iPhone factory at Foxconn Technologies Group main factory. They have been forced into total isolation after the Communist Party and Emperor for Life Xi unleashed new draconian coronavirus restrictions 
They are fighting. They're having all-out brawls for the little bit of food that is available for use of the toilets, which are overflowing, uh, for even being able to get any water. And then for you degenerate gamblers, you know, like the Frank Moranos of the world, the host of The Other Side of Midnight, uh, who is constantly at the Borgata shooting craps and losing every nickel, dime, and penny he has, they're locking down the casinos in Macau. That's right. Used to be the Portuguese colony, right, Macau? Then taken over by the Red Chinese at the same time they took over Hong Kong. The MGM China's casino in Macau locked down as of Sunday. That means every hotel guest, every staff member, anybody in that place at the time of the lockdown is not permitted to go anywhere. And it may last for a week or more. Now, you know, if it hit one casino, it's going to hit the Steve Wynn casino who sees no evil because he's sight impaired. He loves the red Chinese and hates America. But watch that coronavirus, a.k.a. COVID-19, is spreading all throughout red China there are a total of 27 cities in total lockdown, and we're not even paying attention to that. It's resurfaced again. Why? Because they didn't take the route out of it that we here in the United States did with the expeditious uh, creation of the, uh, the vaccines by the Trump administration. And then obviously tailing on that was Europe. Uh, and the uh, other countries that were related to us who wanted to get on board, not the Red Chinese. They decided to do it their own way with the draconian members, men, um, um, draconian measures that Emperor for Life G has taken. You watch. There's going to be an implosion in Red China. People are going to say enough is enough. You're locking me in my place of business. You're locking me in where I work. You're locking me in my house. I can't even use the bathroom without the permission of Emperor Xi. You know, there's one place, Lou, as we all know, that privacy, privacy exists. And that's when you sit on the porcelain palace. As small as their bathrooms are, it's the only place that you have freedom of thought in Red China. And talking about freedom of speech, it's certainly on parade here in the United States. We have seen Kanye West, a.k.a. Yeezy, a.k.a. as Phil calls him, Yee, a billionaire, with a fabulous apparel business of not just clothing, but also sneakers. And then, obviously, his music and his other uh, eccentric uh, business investments. Uh, Go from the south side of Chicago to become a billionaire. And, obviously, be the focus of attention for the paparazzi. And for everyone who's trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with this guy, he's gone kukulamunga again. Remember we were told he was manic-depressive? that he was bipolar. But you see, when you're successful, Lou, uh, you're considered eccentric. Uh, In the old neighborhood, you would have been called crazy, a nut job, a screwball. And he is really wigging on anti-Semitism. He's no longer a billionaire. He's a millionaire. Yeah, we're going to feel for the guy. But he decided to uh, blame his, uh, his medical issues, his mental health issues on Who else? Listen to Kanye West as he buries himself more and more and more. The thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor and what hospital and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. You know, I, I got to hear that again. This guy, what a, what a corker. 
What a piece of work. Go ahead, Mr. Anti-Semite. The thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> it was the red hat, the MAGA hat. You see, now he's blaming it on the MAGA hat. And yet, he will continue to go. You know, uh, I, I think I have a remedy for Kanye West. We'll discuss him momentarily. Uh, maybe a little too intellectual for Phil here to be able to figure out. But, Lou, you'll get it. Let's go to the other guy. Very successful African-American. Grew up in our area. I think went to St. Patrick's High School. I think in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Then went on to Duke. Kyrie Irving, right? Even though he's a fabulous basketball player. He, yeah, you had a, let's face it. Go to Duke University, you got some smarts, even if you're a basketball player. So all of a sudden, out of the many wacky things that he's done, you know, he's joined the Flat Earth Society of late, okay. Uh, So has Shaquille O'Neal, right? Uh, They're eccentric. But then he decided to promote a movie by linking to it called Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America, that was based on the same book in 2015. That's filled with anti-Semitism, and it's a direct ripoff of those scruples, the black Hebrew Israelites who stand on corners in Times Square and over by Penn Station and scream invectives at Jews, real Jews, like Ashkenazis and Sephardic, because they claim they're the only real Jews, and then they call whites devils. Anyway, it's all based on that nonsense. So here's Kyrie Irving, his own team has disavowed him for linking to this uh, anti-Semitic uh, movie, Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America. So ESPN decided, hey, we got to ask the question, uh, you know, as part of a press conference in the aftermath. I think it was another net loss. I mean, they got like nobody in the stands there. They raised the prices at Barclays Center. Do they not realize when you go to a Nick game? And when you go to a Nets game, and Phil, you go to Nets, right? He's, he's oblivious here. Lou, you, you've seen. Without Jews going to Madison Square Garden and watching the Knicks and Jews schlepping the Barclays Center to watch the Nets, there'd be nobody in the stands. What, you think Protestants? Yeah, you could find enough and put them in a closet. You think Roman Catholics would? Fill? No. The biggest basketball fans in New York City, historically and now, both paying outrageous prices in Barclays Center. Uh, they jacked up the prices. And in uh, Dolan's Palace, Madison Square Garden, are Jews. They love basketball. So here's Kyrie Irving, who just wanted to play the rope-a-dope and not really answer, answer the question from the ESPN guy who had to basically ask him, are you an anti-Semite? To follow up on the promotion of the movie, and the book. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it? Do you see me doing, do you see By me in front of the, it out there, the people title? People are going to say that you are promoting. Yeah, I put promoting. it out there just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I, okay. I, it's not You put stuff. things out there for a living, right? Right, but my great, stuff great. is so not let's move on. filled let's with move on. anti-Semitic Let's stuff. move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I, I'm not I'm not doing I'm that. You're free to post I can what, post whatever I want, so say that what, and shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have post, to understand anything from you. But, but it's not me. Nothing. By it's no people that you're making did, up, bro. Move on. But by posting move what on, you next did, question. 
Anybody Do you guys have any more questions? And they're going to say, you guys have any more questions? Because this is going to be a clip. This is going to be a clip that he's going to marvel at. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. There's another answering your question. Oh, my God. Let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again. Next question. Wow. He'd make a good politician. You know, no, don't answer the question. But he, he's not alone. Kanye West, right? Successful. Eccentric. Ex- successful. Kyrie Irving, successful. Eccentric. Nick Cannon, let me tell you something. Nick Cannon, a few years ago, was the Black Ryan Seacrest. Miltos. He would never answer a question. Uh, Lou, I had him at a radio forum up at the Best Buy Theater in Times Square for 45 minutes on the stage. I was the inquisitor. I asked him every freaking question in the book. This guy was like Derek Jeter answering questions when he played for the Yankees. You couldn't get anything out of him. He was protecting his brand. He was the Black Ryan Seacrest. And then all of a sudden, he hooked up with Professor Griff, you know, who was following Scooey Louie Farrakhan, hating whites, hating Jews. He got kicked off, remember, by Chuck D out of Public Enemy because he was even too far gone for Flavor Flavor Public Enemy. And then all of a sudden, Nick Cannon. I mean, Redstone, who owned CBS, who owned MTV and everything, loved him like a, like a grandson, right? Nope. He almost threw it all away by doing a podcast. That's right. That's why I don't believe in podcasts. People get in trouble doing podcasts. He's sitting down to do a podcast with the anti-Semite, formerly with Public Enemy, Professor Griff. Hate it now because I told the truth. It's never hate speech when it's not. Right. You can't be anti-Semitic when the Semitic when when we we are the Semitic people when we are the same people that you who they want to be. Mm-hmm. That's our birthright. That's our birthright. Can you believe this? You got Kanye West. You got Kyrie Irving. You got Nick Cannon believing all that black Hebrew Israel nonsense that they're the real Jews. So uh, Jews out there, you know, as you dive and read Talmud and uh, Torah, as you observe the holidays, as you wear your yarmulke, right? You're not a real Jew. Ashkenazi, Sephardic, uh, you're fake Jews. You're fugazi. They're the real Jews. And then he drops the winner. He loves money, right, Nick Cannon, because he procreates. He doesn't believe in birth control, that's for sure. How many kids does he have? 10, 11, 12? But he basically, <laughs> well, you listen, you listened to him a few years ago. You're speaking facts. Exactly. There's no reason to be scared of anything when you're speaking the truth. If we were truly the, the children of Israel and we're defining who the Jewish people are, because I feel like if we actually can understand that construct, then we can see that there is no hate involved. When we talk about right, right. the lies, the deceit, the how the, the fake dollar controls all of this, then maybe we can get to the reason why they wanted to silence you. The fake dollar? You notice Nick Cannon didn't mind taking those fake Jewish dollars, right? Nor did Kanye West. Nor did Kyrie Irving. Oh, my God. Three successful black entertainers, entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call them, and they all buy into this black Hebrew Israel Israelite nonsense. Just think, ladies and gentlemen, the next time you pass these screwballs, uh, you wouldn't even wear the costumes they wear uh, for Halloween trick-or-treating. And they scream at you white devils and your fake Jews and all kinds of invectives. They have poisoned the minds of many African-Americans. They certainly got to Kanye West. They certainly got to Kyrie Irving. And they almost destroyed the career of Nick Cannon, except, you know what Nick Cannon did, Lou? 
He went on an apology tour with Rabbi Joe Potashnik. You know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How many Jewish causes can I donate to? And maybe I'll have some of my kids convert to the Jewish faith and donate to your tribe, you know, bodies, right? And so now he's back. What is he, the host of the mass Singer? He almost lost it all. But I'll bet you if you were to sit down with them on a one-on-one conversation, as loony kazuni as Kanye West is, Yeezy Yee, Kyrie Irving, and Nick Cannon, that they believe this nonsense that the black Hebrew Israelites spew each and every day from corners of urban areas throughout America. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. Halloween. By the way, Lou, this is the favorite holiday of my wife, Nancy, and our 18 rescue cats. They actually have little little outfits on, little costumes, including our oldest, Tuna, who is dressed like a tuna fish. It's bizarre in the Upper West Side where we live. Uh, anyway, down the block, Lou, uh, enough of this music. It's uh, giving me flashbacks to this weekend. Vinny Madunio was playing it, 5 to 6. Cousin Brucey was playing it. it was like, you know, all the classic Halloween songs, Monster Mash. Down the block from us, Lou, uh, there is a guy who has posted a huge sign. There are screwballs everywhere. It's not just the Pepe out there in San Francisco, Berkeley. Attention, satanic socialists. This is the home of a patriotic Christian family. We work hard and pay taxes. We do not celebrate Satan Day. We do not give away free candy to lazy, entitled freeloaders. No handouts. Welcome to America. If you want candy, get a job and find Jesus. But you see, that's free speech. What I want to focus on is what I used to do as a kid. I would cut school on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, cut school and go with my Supreme Cousine cousins to a shrine. You know where the shrine was? Behind Franklin K. Lane High School. The acronym stood for Fun Kicks, Laughs, and No Education. Right on City Line Avenue, as you went to east, it was Queens, Woodhaven. As you went west, it was the hardcore part of East New York. Back then, uh, a center of organized crime. There's a Jewish cemetery right behind Franklin K. Lane High School, right near Highland Park, not far from Jamaica Avenue, the Veteran Cemetery. And that's where Harry Houdini is buried. Oh, my God, if you've ever been there, there's, uh, there's this magnificent, huge, um, I guess, uh, black uh, sort of um, concretish uh, facade there honoring Harry Houdini. And every year for a long time, you would have people who would come to his gravesite in that Jewish cemetery, and they would have the ritual of the broken wand. They will not allow that to be performed this year. They're locking down that cemetery. That is udiscraziata. That is a shanda. Because they claim all oh, this vandalism. Get out of here. That's been a tradition for years. So instead, you would have to go to the city of um, 
President Biden, you know, he calls himself Scranton Joe, because at 126, when Greg Kelly is on, they will have the seance that always used to take place at Harry Houdini's memorial on the Jewish cemetery behind Franklin K. Lane High School. At the Harry Houdini Museum. It's in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania. It's the heartland of Pennsylvania. Now, when they channel Harry Houdini, I wonder if he will predict who's going to win out there, Dr. Oz or Fetterman. Who knows? But anyway, the point was, Houdini was the great illusionist. He started, right, with card tricks and garden variety magic acts and then elevated into escapes from handcuffs, water torture cells, ropes, straitjackets. And it's thought that his death at an early age was the result of two potential things. Being hung upside down and put into a vat of water, they call that the Chinese water torture, and breaking out of handcuffs and a straitjacket, which he used to do all the time. It was great. They think that maybe this last time before he boarded a train to Detroit, it caused too many internal problems. There was either that theory or there was a the theory that you could actually punch Harry Houdini in the stomach. And it didn't matter who you were. Uh, you could have been the world heavyweight champion at that time. And you could have hit him, the Manassas Smaller, and he would have been able to deal with it. This guy hit him without him being able to prepare And apparently it caused an appendicitis. His appendix broke. He's on the train to Detroit. They're urging him, please, you got to go to a hospital. He goes, no, 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 the show must go on. He did his final show. They took him to the emergency room in that Detroit hospital. They did uh, an uh, appendectomy uh, surgery on him, and he died at a very early age. And his wife had wanted to be buried with him. This is the sad part. She was from a Catholic family. They would not permit her to be interned at that Jewish cemetery side by side with Harry Houdini. She's buried up in Westchester County. They they should put her next to Harry Houdini. They should unearth that corpse and put her next to her husband. That was her final wish.